0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Yes, indeed. Good evening and welcome in to the point after here on the New Orleans Saints radio network. The Saints shut out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9 to nothing. Stand by. Bobby's about to pop off. Bobby and Christian back here on the point after. Bobby, you take a win any way you can get it in the NFL, 9-0. You're not rated on style points. It all counts the same.
2: Well, the defense played great. Who that? Uh, who that say go beat them Saints? I know the Bucks aren't. Uh, the Bucks, listen, they are so humbled. Now, you might say, wait a minute, what about the postseason? No, it does matter if you protect the football or you turn it over. When all said and done. I mean, I I know Tom Brady don't want to play the Saints. Uh, Tom Brady against the Saints, the great GOAT. And, you know, I like me some Tom Brady. But not against the Saints overall. If Drew and had those interceptions, man, we had four turnovers. I'm telling you, we still had a chance to win at the end. We have Tampa Bay's number. And Bruce Arians knows that. I think Tom Brady knows that. If you look at uh, Christian, okay, the last uh, – four games against the Bucks, you know, in the regular season. He's thrown eight interceptions, two fumbles, uh, t- 10 turnovers. So, and we and we plus nine in the turnover margin. So who that nation look at that? And if, if you look at it, this is Sean Payton football, even though he wasn't on the sideline, uh, but he's the leader, the fearless leader. And even though he went into foot, he was there in spirit. We allow 20 or fewer points. Uh, nine, uh, 90 wins and only eight losses. We don't turn over the ball, 54 wins, six losses. Uh, I thought our defense had to play great, and uh, they did play great. If you'd have told me that Taysom Hill's not getting through for 50%, Alvin Kamara's going to have 31 total yards. i go, well, uh, for sure they're going to cover. Uh, I mean, uh, instead of 11, half points, I don't know, it might be. Um, 17, 20 points. But that shows you how dominant our defense was.
1: Vegas got this one badly wrong.
2: Our defense kicked ass. And I, I just think the game plan, uh, the Saints defensive line, it, it seems like they end Tampa Bay's head, uh, the, the bottom line. If you look now in the series, uh, and even Bruce Arians said this, it, it is who that nation is. not a rivalry until Tampa Bay wins a whole lot more. It's not a rivalry-type game. Uh, We've been Tampa Bay more than any other team in the National Football League. We now have 39 wins and 21 losses. Uh, we've won the last seven meetings.
1: In the regular season. Yeah, in
2: the regular season. So you, you look at it, we, we've had their number. Uh, and I, I tell you what, I don't know why is this, Christian, uh, because I think the Who that Nation wants to have that Dome field advantage. But as of late, uh, we more road warriors. Than play, we play better on the road than we do in the Dome. Now I don't know if it's pressure. They pressing too hard, and they are more loosey goosey, uh, foot loose, fancy free. The pressure's all on the opponent. Uh, we like to go in a hostile environment. You know we have 25 road wins since 2018. Uh, that's a big sample size. That's uh, almost four seasons. We got the most wins in the National Football League on the road. So it doesn't matter where we going, uh, and that might bode well for we a wild card team, Christian. I think now by beating the Bucks. hell yeah, we should win three in a row. We should get the 10 wins. Come Monday night, come on, take care of business. Beat the Dolphins Monday night football, you take care of business, Carolina here, then you beat Atlanta on the road. Then you're getting the 10 wins. Boy, uh, But no one would have thought uh, the Super Bowl champs. Uh, look, this team, you can't figure them out. I know if our defense plays great, we got a chance, though. We, we, we have a chance. That's the way we structure it right now. We're not a fantasy offensive team. Oh, I want all the offensive weapons of the Saints. Fantasy football. Hell no. How about we just win? Uh, look at an ugly win, Jacksonville, when they beat the Bills 9 6. We did even better. We won 9 0.
1: Lowest scoring game in the NFL this season.
2: Lowest score in the NFL this season, 9 0. This ain't the 60s or the 70s. 9 and, and, 0. And you look this year, look, look who's, who's in a role right now as good as any team, how they're playing. And uh, we whooped them the first game, the Packers. So we beat Tampa Bay twice and we beat Green Bay. That's three of our wins. Now, then you lay an against the Giants. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know if we play like we are up to our capabilities, we have a chance. We have a great chance. And what I mean by that, don't turn over the ball, don't turn over the football and play great defense. It might be an ugly win, but it all counts the same. It doesn't matter, oh, well, you're not really going to do anything if you don't have a number of these players and you know a shootout type game. No, that's not necessarily with a national football league. It might be in college or high school, but that's still not yet the NFL. But you know who played like it was a high school or or, or, or college fantasy game? How about Marquez Calloway? Uh, he could have done even better, Christian. He had six catches for 112 yards, right on the 19-yard average. He had nine targets, six catches. I, I think – he left a couple of them out there. One slant route hits him in the hands. I mean, come on, you got to have strong hands. That'd be a Michael Thomas type catch. You got to go to the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even gonna talk about the tight ends. Uh, between <laughs> Adam Trauman and Vanette, Vanette drops one. Come on, you got to help out Taysom, catch that ball on the scene, Then Adam Trauman, you got to go high point the ball. Be aggressive to the ball. Don't let the ball come to you. Uh, and Trauman end up having uh, one catch, four yards, eh, unacceptable. Vanette no catches. So, uh, you know, when I look, who's contributing, who's not? And like you mentioned earlier, um, uh, you know, who we missed when he was hurt. Like, we've had a number of offensive players. Look at a swagger of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce. How can you not like C.D. Deuce? Man, he goes, you know what? He went after Tom Brady. Tom Brady cussed him out. Hmm. He just smiled at Tom Brady. Man, I'm, I'm like, uh, man, come on. I'm from Florida. I own Florida. Chauncey Gardner's talking that kind of smack. Or, you know What? What? I don't care if y'all got a packed house, man. I'm from Florida. I own Florida. Now, you like that kind of player on your side. You don't like if they're your opponent. But guess what? He backs it up most of the time. He led the team in tackles, six assists, an interception, a pass defended. Uh, You know who showed up today, Christian, after all the damn suspension at the beginning of the year? David Mm Onyemata. David Onyemata finally played like we see him in training camp. He ends up getting a sack, six total tackles, three quarterback hurries, a tie with Cam Jordan with quarterback hurries, a tackle for a loss. Uh, uh, Marcus Davenport, I like it. We all love it. Now, can he stay healthy? Don't we all love when Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport is, is, is on the field at the same time? They're stacking those sack, sacks. They're stacking them. They're stacking them. Oh, okay, look at Davenport. A sack, uh, uh, one quarterback hurry, two tackles for a loss. That Was tied with Cam so Cam not only led the team in sacks, he led the team in quarterback hurries, I should say, tied with Unyamata, and led the team in tackles for a loss, tied with Davenport. And now Cam's over 100 sacks. And you know, uh, the company he's with, uh, City Champ, uh, the great Ricky Jackson. Hello, uh, that speaks of uh, vibes. Now, as far as uh Christian, well, not, not, not Dark Horse. We call it the diamond in the rub. Yeah, hold your
1: thought for a second. We've got to, uh, let's we're pause gonna, we're 10 gonna, seconds we're, for station okay here on the New Orleans Saints radio network. All right, back here on the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Bobby, let's get to the diamond in the Rub performance of the game presented by Friend & Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. How about Andrew Dowell? Andrew Dowell. Uh,
2: uh, Christian... Uh, Uh, I gave you one little hint, and you picked it up right right away. Who who does that remind you of? That's one pass.
1: Craig Robertson.
2: Craig Robertson. North Texas State. Mean Mean Green. Green, Uh, A great leader. Uh, What was his nickname, Christian? Crib. uh, Crib. Crib. I I tell you what, we got a new Crib and Andrew Dowell. Uh, Boy, talk about making plays. Four unassisted tackles, and he had one assist. Five in a game. This is the kind of game JT Gray had against the Jets last week, so with uh, Gillikin, the way he's punting, uh, Christian, un- unbelievable how, how he can control the ball. As great as Marstead was, I think Gillikin might even be better long-term. That, that's that's why we never have to worry about our punters. Uh, our punters are that damn good. And how about even without Deontay Harris? ESOP. ESOP, Esop Winston. Winston. Uh, you know what he's averaging right now? Two games of punt return. He's averaging the Pro Bowl level uh, over 13 yards. Over 13 yards of punt return. He had, uh, right at 13 uh, tonight, uh, 34 long gain in the one punt return. And he catches the ball smooth. When you watch him catch a punt, he's not like, oh, herky-jerky or he's afraid. Uh, he's fair. You know, one of them I wish he wouldn't have fair caught. But he saw Winston uh, stepping up big time. I got a lot more to say because, um, look, we got four sacks. Four sacks against the number one team who's protecting the quarterback, the Bucs had only given up 17 sacks on the season. They were number one in the NFL, but not against the Saints. Not against the Dat Nations defense. And I'll tell you what, the outstanding uh, Tom Brady, they were only 32%. I'm gonna go on and on because there's a lot got of good plenty to of time to, we're here to uh, a, a lot 1 of good o'clock. to talk about.
1: I get in your calls too. It's the point after. Saints win nine-nothing, uh, a shutout of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the point after on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on The Point After, Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick. The Saints win 9-0 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Reminding you to shop, rouses for all your holiday meals, rouses markets, feels like home. Bobby, the last eight quarters, Tampa Bay has played the Saints in Raymond James Stadium. They have a combined three points. Three in eight
2: quarters. Uh, okay, that, that, that's not a misprint. That, that actually freaking happened. In primetime, by the way. In primetime, Sunday Night Football, the whole nation's watching Oh, the, 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 you know, the, the national networks, they were giving the Saints probably credit more this year than even last year or whatever. But but it, it's like almost like, oh, 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 what are we watching? Christian, like you said, the last eight quarters. Now, you got to think about this. You're going against the GOAT, the greatest of all time quarterback, Tom Brady. And I don't think it's much uh, argument when you look at accomplishments as far as Super Bowls and stats or numbers. Tom Brady's number one. He is the GOAT. Now, I used to think it was Joe Montana, uh, but Tom Brady surpassed uh, the great Joe Montana. And so the last eight quarters that he, the the team he's leading, and you might say, well, what about his supporting cast? Well, well, uh, all I know is they were the number one scoring offense. They were the only uh, offense in the NFL averaging over 30 points a game, 31 and a half to be exact, number one scoring offense. So I can go on and on. And guess what? The Houdan Nation defense kicked their behind. That, that, that is that, – listen, the nation needs to recognize this. The last eight quarters, primetime football, Sunday night football, Tampa Bay has not even scored uh, scored a point at home. Well, and, well, this, and, and it's not like old school football. That This is this well, day and age. Yeah, yeah, I haven't scored a touchdown at home. Yeah, haven't scored a touchdown. Yeah, haven't scored a touchdown, only three points.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like it's not old school. This is modern day football.
1: By the way, Tampa was six and zero at home coming into tonight's to tonight's contest, unbeaten. Wait, oh yeah, yeah, they were six and zero.
2: They were six and zero. And like Cam Jarn said, that y'all noticed Cam Jarn in the post game. Oh, did, uh, because T- Tampa had been winning until Tom Brady came there, and, and, and even
1: you last said year. I haven't uh, seen it this full in eleven years. Uh,
2: yeah, he said this the the, the the most crowd I've ever seen in this stadium in eleven years.
1: Yeah, that was a about, shot.
2: And so, yeah, but not so fast. Um, uh, no, I I guarantee you, Bruce Arians or Tom Brady, uh, they have nightmares uh, thinking about playing in the Saint, playing the Saint. Do you think it's just they match up well with them? Oh, without a doubt. No, I I, I think uh, you know when you go against an individual, like uh, whether there's uh, Davenport or Cam Jorn, go man, I, I can beat that guy trying to block me. Uh, I think in the trenches, that's where I think when you look at the matchups. And uh, and Lattimore, you know, Lattimore is going to accept the challenge. He said, "Man, I can hang with Mike Evans. I don't care how how good he is or how good y'all think he is." And then Johnson Garner, uh, Johnson Garner uh, probably could be uh, facing uh, uh, like a superhero, and he would say, "Man, I'm going to kick his butt." Uh, You know, and he would (laughs) go. He's got
1: a lot of swagger. uh, Yeah, he
2: got the swagger going. Now, uh, offensively, nothing to write home about, but but I can tell you this: we protected the football. We were plus two in the turnover margin, and I tell you what, Taysom Hill hanging in there. He's now as a starter, the Saints uniform. He's now five and two. But what's significant about this game? He was four and two and never beat a winning team. This is first victory against a winning franchise in National Football League. His first win, so uh, that counts a lot. So now Taysom being five and two. And like I said earlier, uh, Kamara 31 yards. Taysom Hill not even 50 percent. And we won the game convincingly. We we, we were dominant.
1: Three of sixteen on third down for the Saints' offense. Three of sixteen, Bobby. No, the the Bucks weren't all that much better. No,
2: they were six of nineteen. Yeah, I said outstanding ball defense. Thirty-two percent. They had three hundred one yards. That's that's like usually Tom Brady just passes for that. Or uh, we had two hundred twelve. You look rushing yards. Uh, they had 118, we had 61. You know, we only averaged like two yards a carry. and, and but they and, stayed with it. Yeah, they stayed with it. Uh, then you look at time of possession, it ended up being a 50-50 deal cause, uh, uh, as far as time of possession because both teams were not converting on a third down when all said and uh, done. But uh, the one thing, like I said, if you look at sacks, uh, four sacks against the Buccaneers, against that Tampa offensive line, they were number one in the NFL – and giving up only 17 sacks uh, on a season. And, uh, uh, Christian, and this is another thing. we I know about this because I've witnessed this with the Saints, with this with Sean Payton. You know who's the least sacked team in the NFL? It's not even close Saints. since 2006. It ain't even, like, close. I'm talking about, like, second is, like, the Colts or, or something. And, and, and they, like, have 80, 90 more sacks than the Saints. It's some ridiculous number. Uh, what they've been as far as protecting the quarterback. Now, obviously, a lot of that uh, was all Drew Brees. But it just goes to show you, show you like Tom Brady and all and the Buccaneers, they taking pride in protecting the quarterback. But we were able to get after him four times. Four Tom Brady times.
1: hasn't been shut out since he was 29 years old in 2006.
2: And, uh, uh, they have some Saints players, What they, they probably – they weren't even in the league, they huh? They weren't in the league. I mean, uh, Saints. Uh, no, there North was players. no player
1: on the Saints defense that was active in the league <laughs> the last time Tom Brady got shut out.
2: Well, and, and, and think about how the Saints causes him nightmares. Even when, remember the Super Bowl year? When him and Belichick came here? Yeah. What was that? What the 42-17? I, I think it was 42-17. That was the game. Think about it at the end. Tom, Tom Brady's been frustrated a lot with the Saints in the fourth quarter. That's when it was about six minutes left in the game, and he just came out the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like Belichick didn't even. 38 17.
1: 38
2: 17. didn't even uh, put him back in.
1: Yeah, waved the white towel. Uh,
2: yeah, a little bit under seven minutes, or like six minutes something. And uh, no, uh, the, the Saints are one of those teams now.
1: They have the, a winning record
2: against yes. Tom Brady. Uh, one the, of two teams. Them and the Seahawks. Yep. The Seahawks and the Saints are the two teams that have a winning record against Tom Brady.
1: Coming back to your calls, this is The Point After here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
4: You could
0: spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details.
5: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: 9 nothing. the Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back here on the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Coming to your calls in a few moments, Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick, and Bobby, how about the Saints defense pitching a shutout, but they were dominant and forcing three and outs well, tonight.
2: Well, uh, Christian, I'm looking at the second half. Come on, uh, can, can we at least – get a, a couple of first downs in a row. To show you how dominant our defense was, we went four straight three and outs to start the second half. Like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Our defense kept hanging in there. And you're going against Tom Brady. Yeah. And a- a- and the Bucks. And you might say, well, uh, you know, w- w- what about their weapons? Uh, You know, they end up getting hurt. Well, they weren't hurt at the beginning of the game, Chris Godwin, Michael Evans. They weren't hurt at the beginning of the game, so – um, no, just outstanding. I'm out. They never lost their poise. And Christian, right when we go to the callers right now, I think this graphic came up on the screen. Uh, since 1950, okay, now this is right after World War II. Since 1950, you look at the NFL history. Number one, if I, if I, as far as shutouts, uh, being, playing the quarterback position and not getting uh, shutout, the most games in a row. Drew Brees, number one. 304 games. Number two was Tom Brady at 255. Well, it just happened. So you witnessed it history. Ended. You witnessed, you witnessed yeah. history.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go to our Ogunhard Jewelers talking text lines. Bill in Slidell. What's going on, Bill? You're on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
6: Yeah, how you doing, Bobby and Christian?
2: Hey, hey Bill. Hey, how Bill? you doing, man? I missed you. you uh, boy, you hanging in there or what, yeah, boy? I mean, you you had to get I mean, excited about this. Every day.
6: home game, but you have been there.
2: Well, we're not on remote yet. We're not on location, but uh, uh, hopefully we get there soon. Uh, but man, what about this one? Is this one of the best wins you've ever witnessed? I mean, I know you watch games live. You're 85 years yeah. of age. You've been going to the dome forever. But to even watch I'm this so at to, yeah, to even watch this at home, uh, boy, boy, this is just a dominant performance. One of the most gratifying wins I think in Saints history, considering uh-huh. uh, the opponent. And everybody hoopla about Tom Brady, this and that and all. And, uh, no, t- to me, th- this is uh, a monumental upset for this season in the National Football League because, let me tell you, when it's ever double-digit uh, uh, underdog, that's a, that's a lot of points. 11-11 and a half. Not, a touchdown's a lot. So, you talk about 11-11 and a half. That's basically Las Vegas saying that the
1: Saints really don't have a chance in this game. Yeah. Double digits, considered a blowout in the NFL. Didn't happen. Saints win 9-0. Thanks for the phone call, Bill. Allen All right, Bill. In California, you're on the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network, Allen.
7: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Christian. I uh, hope your sobriety's going well. Bobby, been a fan since you were here in Northern California, Oakland Invaders. Old school, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just want to say, I mean, I, I think a lot of people might have thought that game was boring. Saints fans, not so much.
2: I didn't think it was boring. Um, if you're a Saints fan, it wasn't boring. <laughs>
7: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But I also wanted to say congratulations to Cam for getting his uh, 100 sacks. And it was great that he gave props to, to Ricky Jackson, was yep. one of your teammates. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the defense played awesome. I mean, if they can even come close to that the rest of the way – they should make it to hopefully ten and seven and then, you know, I right. think they have a chance to, to win in the playoffs. So
2: Well well the thing is back. Yeah. And now people say, Well, if the offense don't play better, you don't have no chance. That's not true. Now our defense has to play great. If our defense plays great like they did against Tampa Bay, and we plus two Christian, we take away the football and we're not giving it away. It might be an ugly win, but you got a chance no matter who you played. Okay, you, you look at the high-powered. Uh, they've been up and down a roller coaster. Josh Allen and, and, and the Bills and all. Okay, they played a game. They scored six points. Nine, six. Now, when they came here and they were up to the side, uh, Chauncey Garner didn't play that game, no, right? No, he was out. See, uh, I'm telling you, he's I one of those swag guys. and He brings uh, a
1: little energy to that side of the ball. Yes,
2: and – Again, our defense can't be good or very good. For us to truly make this a magical season, Christian, they got to play great. They have to build upon what they did tonight against the Bucks, and I, I think our offense, um, is. you know why it's going to be better? Similarly with this, Christian. When you have two, for sure, Pro Bowl, not all pro tackles, that that's going to help Alvin Kamara be better. Uh, that, that should have, help Taysom to be better. Uh, Look, you just add Ramcheck and Armstead, no, uh, and the tackles—they're fighting their behind off, but they're still not Armcheck, uh, Armstead, or Ramcheck. Come on!
1: I like that Armcheck.
2: Armcheck combination of (laughs) them. I love it. You
1: know, Bobby Abar, Christian Garrick. This is the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Back here on the point after, Bobby Abar, Christian Garrick. Saints win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nine to nothing. Last shutout, 2017, in London against Miami, the Dolphins. Ironically, the Saints' next opponent on Monday Night Football, next Monday, you shut out Tom Brady in an offense that averaged 31 and a half points a game coming into tonight. That's an impressive feat. Yeah, and, and I agree with Bobby earlier. The most, this might be the most gratifying win aside from the Super Bowl. The most gratifying win in, in Saints history.
2: Well, uh, because of adversity and you play in the defending Super Bowl champs and then you've had so much success for four seasons. Uh, And what I mean by that, not the utmost success, but winning the NFC South four times. Tampa Bay, they got all their uh, T-shirts printed, uh, NFC South champs, and they still might end up being NFC South champs. But they did this before the game. And so for this to happen – To the best offensive linemen in the National Football League. You know, then the conversation, duo of tackles and Armstead and Ramchek, not available. But it's been one thing after the other. The head coach is out, Sean Payton. That right there, and Dennis Allen acknowledges, it's all a reflection of Sean Payton and his leadership, Mm -hmm. what's established. You know, like the the trickle down effect, Mm -hmm. you know, like the pyramid. Okay, who's on top of the pyramid? Sean Payton, okay, who's on that next level, and paying attention to detail. Did they ever look unorganized at any time uh, uh, tonight? No. No, no. And Pete Carmichael, again, we had Bounty Gate. This is not his first rodeo. He, he's called plays for a few seasons. He called probably one of the greatest offensive games in Saints history when we scored 62 points against the Colts. You
1: when know, that, case, that yeah. was
2: the that was the game
1: Sean had just come off his knee surgery yeah. he was up in a box
2: when he got wiped out at Tampa Bay mm-hmm. when he got wiped out and, and he couldn't be on the sideline and and, and Pete Carmichael so uh no I, I like the way we trending obviously um it was more of a it was still a team effort but even last year wouldn't you say more a team effort because we scored 38 points. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it was 38-0, 38-3, but I don't know, to me, 9-0, that's a beautiful win.
1: Uh, I love uh, a shutout. Yeah. I love a shutout. And, oh, by the way, Bruce Arians didn't go Bush League and kick a field goal to avoid this shutout <laughs> like he did last time. Earl and Gonzalez, you're on the point after on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network, Earl. Hey, Baba, how you doing, buddy? How hey, you doing Earl. Pretty? What's up? I'm good. Thank you, Earl. Yeah, man, uh, so I had a, I had a-
6: A simple comment. So what do y'all think about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens and the the way the Saints play the rest of the season? You know, defense wins championships.
2: Yeah, if we're healthy, you know, that's going to be the thing. Uh, I think if we're healthy and Davenport can roll uh, alongside Cam Jarn, our linebacking core is ready to roll. Uh, You know, I think we missed Chauncey Garner when he was out. So we could stay healthy. If you look at that Ravens uh, defense, uh, in that championship they won with Ray Lewis. Uh, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, probably. Uh, Look at Brad uh, Johnson and the Buccaneers. Yes. A, a better passer than Taysom, but not as good a runner. Uh, and, and then the Ravens, I'm trying to think their receivers they had uh, was Shannon Sharp. I think tight at tight end, end they had. Uh, uh, I know you caught a touchdown pass from Trent Dilfer. Uh, Stokely mm-hmm. from, from UL, from Lafayette. So uh, they had some players, but it was their defense. And now Earl know that that can't happen. I- I'm telling you, you beat the Packers. How we beat the Packers? You beat Tampa Bay twice. Now again, that Ravens defense you look uh, play great all the time. So can we play great all the time? And what I mean by great, not just being sound what you're doing uh, as far as your job, but making plays and taking away the football, whether you punch it and out scoop it, score, fumbles, interceptions pick six, whatever, those kind of plays, and then your offense not uh, giving up field position. And spe- we went on special teams. I-, I like our special teams against anyone, flipping the field and making them go along, and then we have favorable position. So, yeah, Earl, I, I mean, uh, how can we say it can't happen? Uh, now, the odds maybe would be against us, but, yeah, it, it could happen you know, because I think our defense could be has that much potential.
1: Bobby, what do you think is going through Tom Brady's mind?
2: Um, uh, you know, um, he, he because he, he's seen enough tape. This is a game he'd want to burn. Uh, right. uh, okay, what I'm going to learn from this, I'm not going to learn anything. Uh, you know, burn this tape and move on and, uh, and, and bounce back. But, uh, no, the Saints have been in his head. The Saints, like you said, uh, uh, you look at the Saints in Seattle – uh, and all the success he's had against everybody else, but but not not the Seahawks and the Saints. So uh, Chris, he wants to move on. Believe you me, and he, come on, he's a veteran; he can do that. Yeah. Hey, you know the twenty-four hour rule and all that. But uh, he,
1: even even for him, even the goat, there's got to be a little seed of doubt. Like, can I beat these guys on a consistent basis?
2: Uh, no, that that does uh, that does bother him, um, and he's probably going home and pacing. And and then maybe thinking about it now tonight, uh, you know, and maybe his wife might console him a little bit, you know, to get his mind off things, so.
1: All right, coming back to your calls. It's the point after Saints win 9 0 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
4: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four
0: iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Back here on The Point After, Bobby and Christian, 9-0. The Saints win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bobby and Christian back here on The Point After. Taking your calls as well on Oakland Heart Jewelers. Talk of text lines at 504-260-1870. I just want you guys to hear Tom Brady post game. He didn't talk very long, but I, I, I want to hear what he had to say about this Saints defense and really this humbling butt-whipping he took tonight.
8: Tom, I know it's very rare for you to get shut out or your team, um, but when you lose Mike Evans, Chris Gowen, and Leonard Burnett, that had to be a big part of today, right?
9: Yeah, we just yeah didn't execute great, obviously, and um, just a tough night, so didn't do much anything right. Um, so we got to get a lot better. got to get back to work. There's a lot of football left, and see if we can go get a win next week.
8: Go to Greg Allen.
9: Tom, obviously the injuries played a big part tonight, but this Saints defense uh, has handled you guys better than anybody else. W- what makes them do that? What has allowed them to beat you guys in four regular season games like this? They're pretty good. They got a really good defense, really good scheme. Uh, tough to go against. Uh, well coached. A lot of great players. A lot of veteran players. They play together for a long time, so they did a great job.
6: Go to Lane. Hey Tom, I know you guys had a lot of expectations going into tonight with the red out the stadium and, and hopes of clinching the NFC South. Just how disappointing is it for you guys to not be able to clinch it on home
9: turf? Well, we just didn't play well enough, so I think it was just thinking about winning game and how we could win the game, but obviously, you don't score points, you're not going
10: to win. What well, a Kevin I'm on
9: Tough night. Hey, Tom, uh, obviously, you guys uh, gamed, uh, the the Saints by 90 yards, but Was it not having you know some of your key players down the stretch? You know when you had to convert on third down, was that the the biggest crippling factor on uh, on this game? I don't think we were you know much good of anything tonight. Just I wish it was just one thing. It was a lot of things. So we got to do better in every every facet of offensive football to to, uh, you know score points. We're not going to win scoring no points. Where's Scott Reynolds? Tom, after you threw the interception, looks like you had some words with, with Dennis Allen. Uh, with, with, what was discussed there? Oh, nothing. Just football.
10: Last question from
6: Casey. Hey, Tom. You guys talk a lot about the next
10: man up in high. What do you need to see more out of the younger players, and especially in that wide
11: receiver three slot?
9: Yeah, we just, uh, you know, a lot of guys got banged up tonight, but that's part of football, so... Gotta to try to figure out, you know, who can go in and fill in some roles and play great football and we're gonna to have to put together a great week this week. All right, that's all
10: we time for. Appreciate Thank
1: you. Taking the time, Tom. Huh? Tom Brady following the Saints beating nine nothing over the Buccaneers. You heard him say just football when I was talking about when he asked about De- he was asked about Dennis Allen, the conversation he had after he threw the interception. Oh, it was just football. Uh, I don't think so.
2: Well, uh, and that sounded like a Belichick answer when he said, um, "Well, um, you know, you got to score points. Like, like, well, you know, no kidding. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, you know, I think a couple of times, uh, two or three times, he said, well, if you, if you don't score, like, you can't win. You got to score points. So uh, no, he was he was uh, very humbled, and so to speak. And uh, even the announcers, they were up and down. Uh, I guess you listen to the radio, you listen to the TV, you're going back and forth. Uh, and it was like, oh, well, these weapons weren't available. Well, we were kicking their butts uh, when their weapons were available in the first half. And look, I- I injuries, I have, everybody has injuries. So you can't, you can't make it. Now, that would be interesting to see going forward, though, if uh, uh, how serious is Chris Godwin's injury? How serious uh, Mike Evans Mike Fournette. Evans, yeah and Fournette uh, 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 look they were all uh, like basically you know not coming back in you know you can get hurt sometimes to come back in no they weren't coming back in so it would be interesting to see uh, because that's three weapons they're counting on that might not be available next week
1: coming back to your calls Don and Lakeview what's going on Don you're on the point after on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network
12: hey guys what a great hoot that night I got, I got two com- I got two comments and a question. First of all, the Tom Brady interview, I swear, I, if I have closed my eyes and I didn't know it, I thought I was listening to Bill Belichick. Yeah. sounded like a clone of Bill right. Belichick and his answers. The other thing is, if we're going to continue, we can win the next three games. And I think the identity of the Saints is going to be what you saw. Defense and offense, it ain't going to be pretty and it ain't going to be fancy, but it'll get the job done. And I'm okay with that. Because, you know, it's not going to be Drew and it's not going to be Finesse moving forward. And then the third thing is, who is the unsung hero of tonight's win? And it's ironic.
2: Well, uh, the unsung
12: hero, the field goal kicker. Oh, yes. Brett Maher. Look, Look, yes. Look at all of the problems we've had with field goal kickers up to this point. And this guy comes in and nails three kicks. and We win by his three kicks.
2: Yeah, uh, because, uh, you know, and I, uh, whenever we were tr- coming up to kick, and I don't mean not to have confidence in it, but I'm like, come on, please make it. Please make it. And then I, 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 Christian will tell you, I was like high-fiving him on a made field goal. It wasn't like he was like, kicking kick right. a 50-some yard. I just so ecstatic. <laughs> yes, we need this. Made field goal. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, as long as the defense is playing, I told Christian, as long as this is happening, uh, those male field goal the made field goal is going to go a long way. And then you know what I like, too, to omen? Uh, uh, suck up was uh suck uh Don. And when you look, when, when, when he, did you see how, how excited Dennis Allen got when he missed that field oh, goal, yeah. when suck-up missed it? Because you're know, like, oh, this might be all night, this all night, I'm telling you, because, you know, you might go back and forth in the beginning, you know, uh, do you go far and fourth down, do you take the points or, or however, you know, you play in the field position game. When suck-up missed that, uh, that field goal, but look how fired up Dennis Allen got. I, I, that's about how I was feeling. Because, like, whoa, well, because he's been kicking really well for them.
1: Don Lakeview, thanks for the phone call. We'll step away and come back. This is the point after here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, Saints win 9 0 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's pause 10 seconds. First station identification here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Right back to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines. Bobby, what you got?
2: Christian, I I know we all remember this, uh, and this comes from uh, 51-18. A critical play was the rugby-style run up the middle by Taysom Hill from our own. It was like on the half-yard line. And Tampa Bay, they punted. We down on the half-yard line. They still had three timeouts. So they could have stuffed us, and if there we have to punt, and maybe they get a long field goal or something. We ran a rugby-type play right at the middle, and, like, I, I, I mean, like Vita Vade I, I don't know if they thought we were going to kneel down or something, but they were just playing all up. And uh, we practiced that play. We got six yards out of that, ended up getting a first down, so then we could run out the clock. But that rugby-type push reminded me of Deuce McAllister, we beat the Eagles in the Superdome in that playoff game in 2006.
1: Bobby, I agree. And here's the thing. This is where you don't – if you don't think the little details – Pay attention si- to detail. Situational football is not important. I'll bet you – I'll bet you the Saints you, – you mentioned it. The Saints worked on that play in that, a in that situation. And I promise you the Bucks have not. Without, I can promise you.
2: Without a doubt. No, the way they played that, it's like they thought like the Saints are going to kneel or something. They were not like coming off the ball and how we had a wedge. It was like an old rugby wedge and pushing in the side, pushing in the front, pushing from the back, push, push, push. You know, hot, boo, there right. cold, coos, coos. Come on, say it's push, push, push. And we pushed it right down and got six yards. See, this is
1: where, you know... Sean Payton They practice them. that play. This is where Sean Payton separates themselves, himself from the others. I mean, look, Bruce Arian's a Super Bowl champion. I get that. But he's not a better coach than Sean Payton. He's just not. In particular, Bobby, you've seen training camps. This is, what, 17 years for you doing right. covering this team? This is, I think, thir- year 13 for me. Training camp, I, I, I've been to every one of them in 13 years, and they leave nothing to chance. Sean Payton does. He, they cover every situational – uh, aspect of football they that they come. Tra- how
2: they have like five different ways how you can run out the clock. What are you you uh, giving up a safety? They have three or four ways how you can take a safety. Yeah, they have so much ap- attention to detail. Like for instance, let's say, like, you know, you try to do a high kick, maybe a long onside kick, and all. And because it occurred one time, so when well, the team's gonna be ready, how call a fair catch. You can have uh, one foot in, one foot out, and then you get the ball on the forty-yard line instead of the twenty. Like, and if you don't practice that, and a posi- and a player's in that position, I want to say was it somebody from Marshall against UL? That was a situation, but no, he I mean, I had no clue yeah. of what was going, and so they ended up losing fifteen yards. And so, it's just paying attention to detail. That when I saw the Saints in the play, they were going to run. Rewind that. Uh, who that nation? Fans, because I know you tape the game and all you want to watch. I think it was Traquan Smith that was in the back of Taysom, like pushing him Uh alongside the lineman. And Christian, all the time we think we backed up, oh, you don't want to fumble or anything. Or they use a quick timeout. We got six yards. And then we end up getting a first down, then the half's over.
1: Yeah, Tampa was trying to get the ball back before the half. right. Hollywood and Thibodeau, what's going on, Hollywood? You're on The Point After on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Hello, Bobby. Hello, Chris. How y'all doing tonight? What's up,
2: Hollywood? Hey Hollywood. Hey, who that Bobby? Uh happy Monday to y'all. We got a
11: good week
2: with this awesome win. Oh yeah, you can stay uh, back to tonight, Hollywood. You feel like going to work now. They have a lot of a lot of Saints fans a little pep in their step come uh uh well now uh, Christian we officially it is Monday morning. Uh well uh we have to midnight. So there's gonna have a few Saints fans a little pep in their step when they go to work uh this morning.
6: And Bobby, what opened my eyes up tonight's game was when uh, Taysom Hill threw the ball downfield, like on a bomb, and uh, Joy Calloway was very aggressive on the play, and he, and he called the ball without, without no flag, and that, that was a nice play. I didn't think that was going to happen
13: like that. but
2: Well, Hollywood, you know. the play you're talking about, I think this might be the one. Christian, I told you this. Uh, I think it was still in the first quarter. To me, it was the best throw in a Saints uniform by Taysom Hill. Uh, when he dropped it in the well to Callaway, yeah, it was like plus forty, plus forty uh, type throw. And then I think it, might, it was a little bit after that in a third and seven though, I got tasting the Callaway on a slant route. Uh, come on, you, you got to make that cat that contested throw. It's a tight coverage. That's the kind of play Mike Thomas would make, you know. And I would throw it. I remember like Eric Martin, you can hit him in the hands and they, they they gonna you get the crap knocked out of you. But you gotta not be these days. You gotta be, but you gotta be strong hands, you know, strong hands. Troutman didn't have strong hands, and uh, th- that's what makes Michael Thomas special. And I think uh, they want him to come back and help contribute to this team that's at a high level.
1: Regardless of the outcome of this season, whether they make the playoffs, go on a nice little run. Oh well, we went three in a row. We going to playoffs, Chris. We well, get the regardless. They're going to look to upgrade the receiving group next year. Have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey Smith's not the guy. Marquez Callaway can play, but he's not going to be a viable No, no, no,
2: he would be on the back end. No, you want to keep Callaway, but not like a one or two guy. He has to be like your fourth guy or something. Yeah, and he could
1: be a a pinch hitter as a punt return guy if need be. You know, if Deontay Harris is out for whatever reason, he's serviceable there. They're Uh, going to look to upgrade the receiver position regardless of how this season turns out.
2: Well, uh, Christian, go to Dean from California because we had talked about this – Remember that tough stretch? What are we going to do, like against the Eagles, the Titans, and and all, and and uh, and Dallas playing all day? And said that's going to be a meat of the schedule. Well, if we can go just five hundred or win, like one and three, or go two and two, well, we didn't win any of them. So, uh, so so, uh, he's on
1: Dean in California. You're on the New Orleans Saints radio network.
2: Hey, Bobby and Christian, how you fellas doing? So, so
6: happy to be hearing your voices.
1: Well, uh, nice to hear
2: from you, Dean.
3: This
6: is I, I'm, I'm Mike Dettillier's buddy. Uh, you had me on a couple of times oh, out okay. here in uh, California. We're doing movies out uh, But I can't tell you how many uh, texts I've gotten tonight from literally Academy Award winning editors, directors, producers, and, and cinematographers going, Hey, your Saints did it because everybody knows. It's a Houdat Nation and they know right. that I'm gonna be talking to the, uh, <laughs> the the godfather of the Houdat Nation at some point. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Bobby, yeah, what I wanted to talk to you about was you you're the one who's kept my faith this whole time because uh, people would ask me, All right, all right, so you you just you're waiting for the draft picks or what? And I said, Listen, I uh <laughs> I, I have it on authority that if we can go seven and seven Yes and we're gonna win the last three and make the playoffs. So I've been, I've been waiting. So tonight was the night. They're all like, "All right," this is what you keep saying. I'm like, Bobby all right, the you know. Prophet. And if we do it, I'm calling Bobby the Prophet yeah. exactly because well, he well, said we're gonna go seven and seven.
2: Well, well Dean, I probably that that was uh, way before Thanksgiving. That's when we had those tough four games. Way before, and I said kind of. Now I didn't know how it would come buy about. A lotto Uh I And know, I ticket. looked at my crystal ball, or maybe I had a dream. I, I can't recall. But anyway, I, I, I was saying, well, I think Holland's gonna unfold. We could be and we, we started out now, what, we're five and two. Yeah. So everybody has a sense and I said, do not get discouraged if we we're like six and six. And then I think we're gonna be seven and seven and we're still gonna get to ten wins. I'm telling you, we win our last three games and we're gonna be ten and seven. Now, Dean, I thought we'd beat a team like the Eagles and then lose to Tampa Bay. I, I didn't know how it would come about. But uh, uh, listen, uh, I would say this, hold the team's uh, feet to the fire and hold them accountable. Hell yeah, we should beat the Dolphins come Monday night. The Dome should be rocking, and we should take care of it against Carolina and Atlanta the last game. So we should get the 10 wins. But, but, but I kind of thought this where we'd be at 7-7. Seven and seven.
1: Bobby, think about this. Dean, thanks for the phone call. Tom Brady just mutilated the tablet during the game. Oh, oh, yeah. The when Microsoft they're... tablet. Just mutilated it. So you think they're going to charge him, Christian? I don't know. I, I'm sure he doesn't care. But <laughs> yeah, right. that's how that's how frustrating the game was for Tom. It's rare. This is why you revel in it. And look, Bobby, you and I both know I got a ton of respect for Tom Brady. So right, do you. Right. I, I, I love watching him play because he's, he's the GOAT. And he does things. I appreciate just greatness. And he's great. But – to see him be that visibly frustrated is rewarding. No, he's a human being. He's not a robot. Yeah it, yeah, sho- yeah, it shows you. Yeah, Not everything goes right for Tom Brady all the time. Well, and it just goes
2: to show you that when it seems like things are always going right, it's because how you handle adversity, how do you bounce back. I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, they have a little injuries uh, with their skill people. Uh, now, Antonio Brown, I think, getting ready to come back. How does Tom Brady uh, uh, respond? Because we all know in the past Tom Brady's been able to handle adversity. Come well, on, I,
1: I I'm not sure who's on their schedule next. I know they got two more with the Panthers. Whoever's on their schedule, I don't want to be that team. Got the Panthers next
2: week, right? Because they got humbled and uh, look, they, they still uh, not only you know that, but they haven't won the NFC South since uh, 2007. Yes, uh, I think that's right. So so yeah, they, they like being Super Bowl champs, but they don't like the Saints. Uh, dominating the NFC South like that has occurred. So Christian, uh, no, they got an easy schedule. God, they got a garbage schedule. They, they're not going to uh, – Dean and Christian, I can tell you, they're not going to lose another game. They play at Carolina, then they got – at the Jets, and they got Carolina at
1: home. Oh, that's three straight wins. <laughs> yeah, so so we Similar have a run that they went on last year.
2: <laughs> yeah, except they could be uh, uh, NFC South champs. But, you know, after um, – All of a sudden, they were seven and five, and they went into their bye week. And what they won, like eight in a row, Mm -hmm.
1: seven,
2: I think. Uh, So seven, okay. So I'm telling you, after the Saints spanked them, mm, okay, that's another thing. I'm I'm not trying to be uh, bad omen, a bad omen. But I'm telling you, the Bucks can go on a roll because they got humbled. And if you are going to get humbled, better be humbled. Better to be humbled late November, early December than
1: January. Dean, thanks for the phone call. Coming back to your calls. Chad, Sean, and Matt, and you two at 504-260-1870. You're also going to hear from Saints All-Pro defensive end Cam Jordan. Two sacks tonight, or last night, I should say. Now here we are into Monday morning. This is The Point After on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Here we are, Hour 2 of The Point After here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. The founding father of the Houdat Nation, Bobby Abear. I'm Christian Garrick, and Bobby is rocking his Founding father of the Houdat Nation T-shirt. Well, because twelve, it, it, it's ten, oh six. was yeah,
2: two in a row. They've won. Uh, they shirt. won two in a row. So I'm wearing this shirt again next Monday night. Just make sure uh, you wash it. it yeah, no, I, I do. I can wash it because in the past we've gone on those eight, nine games winning streak. I still wash it, but that's the shirt I have to wear. Then, if you, whenever we would lose the game, I just put it in the back of the closet and recycle all these bootleg that shirts I
1: have. All right, here's Saints all-pro defensive end Cam Jordan. Speaking to the media after the Saints shut out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is brought to you by the Hood Automotive Group, everything automotive under one hood.
11: Cam, uh, just does how, it feel to get uh, past on sacks? track?
4: It feels amazing to win. Um, it feels super uh, to be a part of a defensive line that ended up with, what, four sacks on Tom Brady. Um, the fact that this was a byproduct um, that it happened in this game against a divisional opponent. I'm gonna worry about that after the season. I'm trying to stick to my guns here about talking about accolades after the season, but it feels good. God has blessed me truly to not only be healthy, um, to play throughout the whole game, to play these last eleven years, to accumulate the amount of sacks that I have. Um, and I mean, I, I first and foremost want to thank you know Jesus Christ. I, I want to thank you know the fam for being the foundation, um, and you know pops for giving me the bloodline to uh, be able to put something like this together.
8: Luke. Hey Cam, how bad did last week suck for you? <laughs> um, just considering you hadn't really had to sit out before.
4: Well, I avoided. I avoided you guys all week for this. Um, I wanted no parts to talk about how how sick I felt about um, missing a game. I mean, I was, I was just like this the whole week, like asymptomatic, didn't feel anything. I was like, I could play today, you know. I, I got, I got like a little bit of a, of a light uh, in the middle of the tunnel when I saw like I saw a negative in the middle of the week. I was like, I'm coming back. Ain't no way I'm not gonna make like I'm not missing a game. And then I missed the game. Um, so Sunday I was sick to my stomach. Almost didn't watch the game. And I was like, who would I be if I didn't watch the game? And um, I felt like I, I felt like a, a D coordinator. I was out there calling calls. I was out there. I made a big old seven be- layer bean dip. Um, put my kids on. They never had that, so they were they were excited. It was great to uh, be with the family while watching the game. Um, And at the same time, it was sickening, but uh, I had quarantined myself from the fam, trying to get back to the game until about Saturday night. And once I realized it was a no-go, I went back to the fam. So uh, the support there was, uh, was, was really got me through.
10: Amy? With that, how ready were you to get out there today and put up the performance that you and the rest of the team did?
4: Man, um, I treat, I treated Thursday like it was a game day. You can ask the teammates, I was going crazy at practice. Um, the the fact that I missed these guys for 10 days, I mean, I love every practice that I've been a part of. Um, I've always said, I mean, I love practice almost as much as I love games. Um, and for me not to be in the building for 10 days, uh, it, it affected me a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I just took that fervor, I took that passion uh, and, and, and Renewed it and, and put it all that I had into this game plan uh, that I could do each and every week, and I'm so glad that uh, you know we came out, we, we executed a game plan at a high level, and came out with the win.
9: Mike,
3: Ken, what makes uh, Da so special? What's what's your review of him when uh, when you're uh, making his case uh, to maybe get another shot as a head coach in this league too?
4: I don't know. Is he allowed to leave? I'm gonna I'm do the opposite. What can I say bad about him? Um, I'm not helping. I'm not helping him leave. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we think about you know what he's able to do um, with the X's and O's, because God God knows I don't know everything that happens behind me. I rely rely on you know guys uh, to be exactly who they are. But we talk about Dennis Allen and what he brings to our defense. He brings that edge. that He's poised. I mean. You know he, he loves he loves blitzing quarterbacks and I love rushing 4D linemen on so we have some conflict there but um, is that is that a negative? That means he has to stay for this, right? I'm not helping you guys get him to another job. Pfft.
3: What uh, what what does he do so well against Tom Brady and this Bucks team in particular? What what do you like about your game plan that's been so effective against them the last couple? Of years?
4: Man, did you did you see you know Marcus slid down to a three? David onyamato was in there. Carl Grandison came in. Uh, I mean, shoot! Can can I, can I bring in another defensive lineman? I, I would take Jalen. Uh, I would take, I, if it was me. I put a seven D line front out there, eight. But uh, that's probably why I'm not a D coordinator, and Dennis Allen is. I mean, uh, what he's able to do with the with the uh, multiple looks that we gave out this game, uh, it, it gave him gave him a gave him some fits. I mean, you know, I slid in and, and played a three, four for a couple snaps. Marcus did. I mean, just that just that multiple front that uh, that ability to switch it up really uh, I think helped affect our rush.
11: Nick and, and just following up on that, how, how key is it to be able to get that pressure without sending a bunch of guys against Brady in the Bucks? That
4: was that was the key, Nick, as we all know. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady has one of the fastest releases, I mean, to, to try and affect him, to get him off the spot is a task in itself, and I think we did that, and that's what put us in position to uh, to uh, be poised to, to make the run that we did this game. Pat Terrell. Hey Cam, I just wanted to clarify something.
10: You said you tested negative at one point, and then did you test positive after that? Like, was it a false I never, negative? I never,
4: you know, the protocol at the time was was two negatives in a row, right?
6: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I got one and had hope, and then it came back right. positive the next day. Right? It was like it was like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. The third day or some. Um, I got a negative, and I was like, oh, there's there's a chance. And then I got a neg- I got a positive, positive, negative. It was so it was it was weird. I don't know. I just, you know, I follow the protocols. Now I don't think there is protocols. I just—they've been washed away, apparently. You know, is that good for us? The NFL PA agreed to this, right? NFL agree, made this. Yeah, I'm a, Yeah, this is this is beyond me. I'm I'm i uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, default to Malcolm Jenkins. With this I just, protocol,
10: I just had to clarify that I haven't heard of that actually happening to someone. So that just seems like
3: neither,
4: neither can.
10: I I just I was like, wait. So he thought he could play and then he didn't get to play.
4: No, I so, hoped I could play. I didn't I, think I could play. There was there was a hope. And then that hope got deflated and I had to wait my ten days. Amy. Amy um, you what, if, what? You are the last question. Just do it. Oh. Okay.
10: I haven't heard that before. Come on, Cam. Be original. Um
4: If it's so, a I gotta go get it.
10: Okay, uh, on your fourth um, fumble on Tom Brady, what did you see? You know, closing speed on him—he wasn't moving too horribly fast. Um, I mean, everybody how did knows, you see the play roll out?
4: everybody knows Tom is a scrambler, so uh, you know when he when he goes, we have to we have to be able to get after him. Um, and I mean, that's that's just it—we made him that uncomfortable in the pocket that he tried to get out. I mean, Marcus—I thought he had him did the right and and. Again, scrambler Tom took off, and we were able to make a play and get off the field, and uh, you know we uh, uh, put our put our put our t- offense back on the field, put ourselves in a great position to uh, make a run at this game where we ended up nine and zero. Who would have thought that would have been the end, end, end score of the game? Uh, we go into the fourth quarter and we're all rallying. Look, you know we're up 6 six If they don't score, we win. Um, and who you know who would have thought that we would put another three points on the board and and finish the game the way we did?
10: Yeah, a Tom Brady offense scoring zero points. Doesn't happen
4: very often. No doubt. You're talking about Gronkowski, uh Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I mean uh Cameron Braid, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, Aaron Jones, the Tom Brady. I mean, you know, they have endless weapons. Um, and we still came out with the win. Our fourth regular season win. We get now, now again, we we play him again, we know it means that much more uh to us. We gotta go ahead and, and beat him the next time we see him. And that's it. God bless. You guys take it easy. I'm out of here.
1: Saints All-Pro defensive end Cam Jordan following a 9-0 shutout win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Back to your calls. Let's go to uh, Sean in Pensacola. Go ahead, Sean. You're on The Point After on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
6: Hey, guys, big win for the Hootad, if I can uh, quote my boy Bobby A. Bear after that. uh, yep. I think we're 11, 11 and a half point underdogs.
2: 11 ah. and a half points. <laughs> ah. Yeah, not so fast. Ah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, Sean, I, I was shocked. I mean, I'll tell you, that Me is too. a lot of points. And I was like, I hope we can hang. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I thought uh, I didn't even do a little gaming. I did not do any gaming on this show. Uh, I can tell you right now. I just think – I don't even know what the over and under is, but I'm kind of uh, – I like the Dolphins. I think we were defense. under. I, I, think, like the, I think it was the under,
1: Bobby. I no, think it was the definitely under. the under.
2: It, yeah, it was definitely the <laughs> under, but I, I'm saying going forward, I didn't think it was going to be the under against Tampa Bay, but going forward against uh, Miami, I, I, I just think – it's not going to be a game we're just going to be like, uh, okay, we can go home early in the fourth quarter. No, I think the game's going to come down to the wire – and that might be the case on Monday night against the Dolphins.
1: Vegas had the Saints scoring 16 and a half points. They were a touchdown off. <laughs> a little bit, huh? on,
2: Yeah, and they still won. Yep.
6: But- so, two things. Um, Dennis Allen, let's, like, give him a lot of credit. My, my dad said he's, like, the anti-Brady, right? And I kind of reminded my dad of, like, don't forget the playoff games. That's not on him. We, we had three turnovers that's in the last right. four and a half. So So, I was like, that's not on him. And then... His, his question, my first question, and I got okay, two. One is, do you think Dennis Allen gets hired as a head coach next year? And my second point. He
3: should get and one of you at Bobby, the
1: very least. Yeah, yeah, he'll at probably least.
2: get uh, And Sean, uh, you know, uh, like Dennis Allen, uh, Sean Payton appreciates him. He appreciates Sean. Uh, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. all timing. He was basically with the Raiders uh, it was almost a decade ago. Like, you know, two 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 and a half, I think it was two seasons and four games. But you look at Dennis Allen, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. And I think he – didn't he interview for the Eagles job last year? So he's he's done interviews, so I can see even more now that he'll get that opportunity. And Sean always looks at, uh, yeah, I I would love to keep him, but it's kind of like Bill Parcells, you know, the coaching tree and kind of a reflection of you. So, uh, now, Sean would not want Dennis Allen to have success against him but he would kind of um, be for Dennis Allen to have success somewhere else if he would leave as a head coach. In
1: particular Dennis Allen went to the Raiders when it, Al Davis was was past his prime as as an owner and it was just a poorly run organization. And oh by the way the the rest of the of the league, a lot of the league, I could name you a lot of recycled head coaches that have had quite a bit of success. Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll. So it, 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 you tend to get, you know, two or three shots at this thing if you're talented, and certainly Dennis Allen's a talent, tal- talented coach.
2: And, and Sean, and I think, and nothing against Pete Carmichael, uh, I think Pete Carmichael might be a lifer with Sean Payton because his personality. Uh, now, when you get him one-on-one, he's not as shy, but I think uh, Dennis Allen would have more of a presence as a head coach of your organization and how he would uh, do well in the interview. With Pete Carmichael, sometimes he... Not as aggressive as that you would like, but, you know, the yin and the yang, uh, Sean Payton and Pete, how he brings stability there uh, and, and calmness. Uh, no, uh, Sean trusts Pete Carmichael calling plays because it's like a clone of him. I guarantee you, if they wouldn't tell each other what they're thinking, down in distance and all that, it'd be interesting to see how many times, let's say 65 plays you're going to call, how many down in distance they'd kind of Be on the same wavelength.
1: I bet you it's in the ninety percent. Yeah, right, right, right. Sean, thanks for the phone call. This is the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Nine nothing Saints win over the Tampa Buccaneers. They're now seven and seven, and have swept Tampa in the regular season in back to back years. They've won what seven in a row against Tampa, four in a row in the regular season against Tom Brady. And the Buccaneers. Taysom Hill not a great night, but nonetheless didn't turn a ball over. He spoke yes. to, he spoke to the media following the win over Tampa.
10: Can you hear me now?
14: I got you right now.
10: All right. Um Marquez, how did he play today? Marquez? Uh, yes. Uh,
14: Marquez is great. Um Man gave him some opportunities to make plays and and he did. Obviously, um two two that come to mind led, led to field goals. Um Which obviously ended up being huge in this game. So, uh, Quez is a a guy that I've had a lot of trust in from day one, you know, training camp. And um, he had some opportunities to make some plays tonight, and he did. Luke Johnson? Hey, Sam, I know you guys
8: have been through a lot this year with injuries and everything like that, but can anything prepare you for losing your head coach on a Friday? Um, you know, how, how hard was that uh, this week um, even if you, know, you guys have had all that experience with with tennis
14: yeah yeah obviously it's it's tough you know um, as you mentioned we've had injuries up front and you know all, all over our team but you know really the thing that's been constant this year has been our staff and you know Sean has, has been such a great leader for us uh, for, for for a very long time here um, so that was that was tough to lose Sean I, I mean, he called me. I guess it was Friday night and uh, he quoted P.T. Barnum and said the show must go on. Um, but, yeah, I think it created – obviously created opportunities for uh, for Pete to step up and, and call the game and Coach Allen to, to step in and fulfill that role. And, then those guys were locked and loaded and ready to go. How
10: – with that, how did things change for you going from Sean to – Pete
14: and VA. Uh, You know, honestly, I, I didn't feel like it changed uh, all that much. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Pete in meetings, and uh, so the comfort level of him calling games was, was really high. Um, he's called games in the preseasons that I played in, so this wasn't the first time I'm hearing his voice uh, in the headset. Um, and I think, you know, again, Pete sits in all of our meeting rooms, and so there's an open dialogue there, and uh, I felt like it was a pretty smooth transition um, there. And, and I felt like, uh, again, DA stepped in and, and did a great job to, to lead the team. He made the right calls at the right time in terms of the situation. And I know Rizzy stepped in as well and, and he was really tuned in to the situations. And man, we, we managed all of those very well. Uh, DA said
10: this was like a total team win um, with special teams and defense and everybody kind of coming together. Just how impressed were you with the defense's performance
14: today? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't say enough about uh, what they did um, to pitch a shutout like that, um, you know, against, against a brave led offense is, is, is incredible. Um, so I, I can't say enough good things. I think, you know, part of our play calling, all that was reflective of how well they were playing and how much confidence uh, we had in them. And man, they, uh, they played incredibly well, Nick?
11: hey so what what's it just kind of feel like out there on the field in a game like that where it's that tight and and you're playing against Brady and, and you know it's just kind of feels like it's razor thin you you know how explosive they can be I mean just just what's it feel like they're they're in a game like that
14: um, you know again, I think that uh the play calling was reflective of how well our defense was playing. Um, you know, I I think we didn't, we didn't want to do anything careless to give them a short field. Um, but you know, we knew, I think that that field goal late, um, in the, in the second half was big to make it a two possession game. Um, and, uh, look, I, I, think we felt offensively that if we, you know, did our assignments, didn't turn the ball over, made them go the long way that, um, our defense was going to give us an opportunity to win, and, you know, that's, that's the way the game went. Liv Johnson?
8: Hey, Taysom, a, a week ago, I mean, you guys had lost five straight. Uh, and now you, you've, you've won two in a row, uh, three left in the regular season. Where, where would you kind of put the, the mindset of this team right now after after these last two wins?
14: Yeah, look, I, I, we're aware of the situation. You know, we're 7-7 seven and seven now, um, and we're, we're doing everything we can to get the playoffs. Evan, frozen again. Now? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what you guys heard, uh, but I was just talking about we have to approach every game like it's a playoff game. Um, you know, we're aware of the situation and, and what's in front of us, and uh, we're going to continue to battle to do everything we can to, to get in the playoffs. All right, I think that's it. Thank you, Tyson.
1: Saints quarterback Taysom Hill, Bobby. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I don't know if you got any texts from your friends, but it was all over my phone and also on on social media. Score was about six nothing. Replace Taysom Hill with Trevor Simeon. Why would you do that? Trevor Simeon maybe got ten reps all week, maybe. So why would you replace him? It, it just doesn't. It, it's a prisoner of the moment take that just drives me crazy. Well, football is different
2: than like baseball you know how you have relief pitchers you have middle relievers you have closers and all that uh, football's not like that because really even though it is a team sport baseball is an individual sport pitcher against the batter who's coming up how many times they see a pitcher you know I'm talking about the major league level yeah so you know you know what I'm talking about yeah but football doesn't work that way it's like you get the reps in practice now if you have an injury then you got to go in you got to make the best of it but, uh, no, uh, the way that game was unfolding and the way the defense was playing, and obviously, especially when it got to the point, now you might say, uh, listen, we know Trevor Simmons not, has a chance to be a future quarterback here, right? He could be a role player, a journeyman, and be part of uh, a number of NFL teams, have a double-digit career. But Taysom's going to be part of this team. So why would you want to mess with his psyche? Because right now he is the guy. And now you're giving him a legit opportunity to see if he's going to be the guy in the future at quarterback. I don't think it is. I don't want to say I know 100%. But I would say, no, he's a big part of our offense in the future, but not at the quarterback position. So let him have – he's 5-2, and two, like I said, Christian. His first win now was a starter against a winning team. He was 4-2, and two, hadn't been a winning team. Now he finally beat the world champs. So that might help his confidence. So you see going forward, so I would think – because what he brings to the table, I want Taysom Hill in in the game against um,
1: the Dolphins, against Carolina, and 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 the Falcons. And, and we'll see where we go from there. By the uh, way, you think Trevor Simeon's getting some of the yards on the, on the ground that Taysom Hill did in no. pivotal situations, picking no. up first downs? No. He's not, he's not getting
2: the production that the way we structured right now uh, that uh, Trevor could not. And Trevor... Might be better if we had better receivers, but we don't. It, uh, we were talking about we were playing the Jets. Who has the worst receiving core? The Jets or the Saints? You know, but I'm Michael Thomas and all. And you look who who are you counting on? So, uh, Christian, that all uh, you know that all comes into play, and uh, you know. People want to see the offense to be more prolific and, and everything. But look at this. I, I wrote this down. We were talking about this. Who would have thought uh, with two minutes uh, remaining in the half, remember the two-minute warning that Taysom Hill would have more passing yards than Tom Brady? Yeah. I, I think about that. There, okay, it's ready to be halftime. And, and, and Tasty Bell Mo got more passing yards than Tom Brady. Nobody would have thought that. No, no, hell no,
1: they wouldn't have thought that. Bobby and Christian is the point after here on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Back here on the point after, Bobby and Christian on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification here on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Right back to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines, Matt, all the way in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. You're on the New Orleans Saints radio network, Matt. Ooh.
2: Penn, yes. suey, um, <laughs>
7: hey, Bobby, I appreciate that. I was going to call the Hogs. I didn't want to, so I know we got LSU fans here.
2: Yeah, but hey, y'all listen, part of the Houdat um, Nation?
7: <laughs> we are. We are. The only, the closest team we got, Dallas or Kansas City, and you know I'm a Houdat Nation fan, hey. not, not the Cowgirls.
2: Amen. What you got, Matt?
7: Hey, listen, uh, I was wondering, as I looked at the performance of our defense tonight, I thought you know, outstanding offense, you know, when they had, they struggled here and there. I thought of my favorite saints player way back when Michael Lewis, the beer man, I thought, how important would it be to have a return specialist? And are we missing Deontay Harris? Is Is there somebody who we can get in that position?
2: No, not, not the last two games, Matt. He has been outstanding. A free agent coming out of the practice squad. Aesop winston jr from washington state he did
7: he had a good return he I had agree. a 34 yard uh, return he had
2: and against the jets look if you're averaging 14 yards of punt return now you'd have to do that entire season you're up for the uh not only pro bowl but all pro well he's averaging uh matt he uh and there's two games because he had three punt returns uh and and he's averaging like over 13 yards of punt return uh i'm t- uh I got to look at my notes. I'm telling you, uh, if you look at um, what uh, Deontay Harris was averaging, okay, he was averaging 11.2 yards. Aesop is like uh,
1: 13.2. And that's why he's going to get the diamond in the rough performance of the game presented by friend and company. You have a friend in the jeweler's business.
2: Yeah, uh, it's back-to-back games. And you know what, Matt, what Sean likes about him? He catches the ball. He's not fighting the ball. It's coming down to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one... Punt that he called a fair catch. Uh, I think you kind of learned that the, the the gunner coming to him was far enough away to make him miss that he you he, he make him miss. Then you're going to have a double digit return because that's one less first down you got to make. And when you're flipping the field, Matt, that's one area we've been outstanding in uh, the return game. I mean, the coverage units. Did you see the one tackle? And uh, he didn't get too excited. He was kind of humble. Did you see Ty Montgomery,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the tackle he had on special teams? You want to talk about a good, fast, firm, form tackle. Look at it, uh, uh, Christian. He, he walked out, he, walk, he just walked off like another day at the office, Matt. No, that's why I'm still encouraged, even though offense has struggled. Where we at? Uh, special teams and defense, we have a chance. Now, again, like I said, probably now uh, three or four times, Got to be on the plus side, uh, you know, protect the football, take it away. But uh, Valdivia is playing great. Uh, we got a chance. Uh, Matt, would you agree with that or not?
7: For sure, for sure. And I appreciate that. I, I, I'm looking forward. Maybe I'll get that uh, that jersey going forward for our special teams, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I can tell you, that's one thing. And, and then what did Coach Dennis Allen say? Uh, uh, Christian, uh, which coach was in his ear helping? Dan
1: Rizzi, special teams coach. Yep. About game management, clock management, et cetera.
2: Game, see? And that's all because paying attention to detail, it all funnels through Sean Payton. You know, Dan Rizzi. And and Coach Coach Allen, Dennis Allen said that more than once in that Mm post-game interview. Mm -hmm. He might have mentioned that for sure two, if not three times. And that they all knew their role and what they had to do. I can tell you, with adversity, with COVID and all that, it's amazing how well we've handled that. Now, does it uh, surprise you though?
1: I mean, no, no, no. The, the Saints it, it, under Sean Payton have—they're—they're have, they're masterful at handling adversity.
2: Right, right now, now that's what I'm saying, Chris. I'm just comparing to maybe uh, if if, another, if a if a other NFL team would be in the same situation, they wouldn't handle it as well. That—that's the point I'm making.
1: All right, time now for the power play of the game, brought to you by Caesars, Harris New Orleans, a reward destination. Here's Cam.
4: So Brady on the third and seven at the 21, out of the shotgun, Fournette to his right, two receivers right, two left. Takes the snap. Saints have pressure. He'll step up, and he down. That's Cam Jordan again and David on Onyemata, and that'll take, if it stays Cam, that'll take him over 100.
1: That did take him over 100 sacks for his career. Matt, thanks for the phone call. We'll step away and come back. This is the point after here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after Saints win 9-0 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Demario Davis, total of uh, seven tackles, three solo, four assisted. He spoke to the media after his defense shut out Tom Brady and the Bucs.
11: Hey, DeMario, what, what is it that you guys do against this team that makes you so successful? I'm sure you, you kind of recognize that, like what you guys would do it against the Bucs. You know, it's not a lot of teams don't have that same success and you guys do consistently.
13: Um, I mean, our, our mentality is the same. Every time we step out, no matter what team it is, um, we know when we go in and execute at the level that we're capable of, we're going to have success. Mike Triplett?
3: Damar, did you guys do anything to recognize DA after the game like did somebody take it upon themselves to give him a game ball or anything and can you describe what he does so well
13: Uh yeah I thought about doing that um he gave he gave a game ball to everybody on the team um just congratulating the win I wanted to give him a game ball but I didn't want to step outside <laughs> step outside of my uh my job responsibilities so but he definitely deserved it just a great leader um, he took he took his leadership to the next notch. You know, it's the next man up league. And when Sean went down, he stepped up, did a phenomenal job, just pretty much being the same guy and extending himself outside our room to the entire team. And, um, you know, made sure that we were locked in on the game plan that, that, that Sean had put in place for us and made sure that, you know, that team knew the importance of coming in and executing it. So, yeah, he did a great job. Amy? <laughs>
10: Yeah, in um, a game as close as it was, you know, all game long, just how much pride do you take in the defense's performance today?
13: Uh, I thought it was a solid performance, you know. I mentality this is what we're supposed to do.
8: DeMario hey Mario, Cam went over 100 career sacks tonight. Um, it, what, what can you say about him as a player uh, reaching this milestone organization? Phenomenal,
13: phenomenal, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, you know, 100 sacks just, I mean, that's that's, that's a remarkable uh, career that he's, you know, put on, been a leader on this team for a long time. Just a special player. Uh, coach coach challenged the team and said, you know, the big-time players have to step up. And and him, along with many other guys, did that. And so, um, happy that, you know, he was able to step up in this game. But, you know, that just speaks to him, the type of player he's been, the type of pro he is, just one of the best in the game and one of the best to ever do it. And so, um, you know, forever grateful to be able to have had the chance I've had to play with guys like him. Um, it's a special moment for him. You know, he deserves he deserves everything that, uh, that comes with that. Nick?
11: Tamari, what, what kind of impact is a healthy uh, Marcus Staven for, not just, you know, for himself, but for everybody else on the field as far as creating opportunities?
13: But he's just—he's such a dynamic player. Um, He's so strong and physical in the run game, um, with great speed. You know, his arms help him tremendously, and he knows how to use his hands. Uh, He's just just a a violent player that that impacts the game on the edge, because you know, tackles can't block him one on one. Tight ends definitely don't stand a chance, and you know, with so much uh, split action with tight ends coming across and you know, tidy his, chip and his and that type of stuff. He just gives us a, a, a type of explosion on the on the field that, that's, that's just different and it helps our entire defense.
3: Mike. Yeah, Demario, you, you mentioned Dennis Allen's leadership. Um, what is the way you would describe sort of him as a tactician, the way he approaches the game and, and what his mentality is on the field?
13: He's one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. Um, because though he's he's smart and he can anticipate like what other teams are doing, he, he still doesn't overthink himself or overcomplicate it uh, or try to stop everything. He just uh, understands like what they're going to do before they're going to do it, Put and, and does a good job of teaching us that. And, you know, puts in uh, game plans that, that are simple enough to execute but uh, complex enough to keep, you know, teams, other teams kind of on their, off the toes a little bit, and so um, you know he's one of the best that I've been around, and uh, just just a, just a special coach, and it's it's a lot of fun playing for him. <clears throat> Anything else for Demario? Thank you, guys. Be blessed.
1: That was Demario Davis, Saints defensive captain and linebacker, a big part of the nine nothing shutout the Saints defense pitched against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How many swing routes did we see Tom Brady check it down to?
2: Christian and and, um, you know Coach Coach Bruce Arians uh, for Tampa Bay. He in the post the post game uh, press conference, he acknowledged that boy how stout and how uh, tight the Saints' man to man coverage was. I liked it that the officials just let him play uh, nine uh, total penalties. Uh, We talked about that in the pregame. That was kind of their. that's their mantra. What they do, uh, six against the Saints, three against the Bucks. So, I like that kind of game. Instead of nine penalties, not nineteen penalties, but because uh, we had tight coverage, and that's what Bruce Arian said. It, the, Christian, this was kind of at the beginning of the third quarter. And I know I wrote this down. I, I it's like this. It seems like it was Leonard Fournette or whoever. The running backs they threw seven or eight swing routes, which is basically like a, 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 a checkdown. You know, you can check down over the middle. You do a swing route or a flat route. Uh, but you're dumping it off to your back, so you're not pushing it downfield. This is before even uh, Godwin or Mike Evans got hurt. Uh, you know, before it even got hurt, Tom Brady was checking it down. Coverage uh, is too good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Coverage is too good, having to check it down to the back. And hopefully you were getting yards after the catch. And the Saints overall uh, did an outstanding job tackling. Tackling a uh, Christian. there was third-down situations. Uh, we got involved off the field. Uh, and, you know, just by, uh, you know, because a lot of times when you do that check down swing route, if, if, if you miss a tackle, all of a sudden instead of a, a four or five-yard gain, it's like 15, 20 yards. So we did an outsta- outstanding job tackling, but it's all due to our coverage on the back end when they did check it down on those swing routes.
1: All right, that's a wrap on the point after. We'll be back Monday night, next Monday night. As the Saints battle the Miami Dolphins in the Superdome. Should Monday another, Night
2: Football. Should oh. be
1: another fun primetime affair. I'm Christian Garrick. Hey, hey, I'm out, Bobby. Do you think? All right.
2: And two good defenses. Dolphins defense versus Saints defense. All right.
1: Uh, big win
2: for the Saints and the Houdat Nation. You feel like going to work Monday morning? All right. bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Houdat!
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,